Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And so parents will ask me, like, I heard in this Facebook group or I read in this blog that my baby shouldn't have grain foods or they can't digest wheat. Is that true? And not only is it not true, but we actually know that the benefits of introducing wheat foods early and often far outweigh any potential risks. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ferraro. I'm a registered dietitian and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. And today we're talking a little bit about allergies and in particular wheat. So wheat is one of the big eight allergenic foods. I'll explain what that means in a second if you don't know. But today this episode is all about wheat and how to introduce your baby to this potentially allergenic food. So let's go ahead and dive in. As I do at the top of every episode, I want to share a real quick baby led weaning tip of the day. My absolute favorite way to introduce wheat is to serve your baby pasta. Now hang tight. I'm going to share with you how you do that, which types of pasta you want to do, what you want to avoid. And we're also going to talk a little bit today about why some of the concerns that you read or hear about, especially on 
certain blogs and different less reputable sources will tell you to be scared of feeding your baby wheat, I am going to help you decipher why most of those concerns are totally bogus. And in the majority of cases, it's totally safe to feed your baby wheat, not to mention the benefits of introducing this allergenic food earlier and often versus waiting and holding off the benefits far outweigh any potential risks. So let's go ahead and get started talking a little bit about wheat and how you can introduce this potentially allergenic food to your baby. Now, I mentioned the term, the big eight allergenic foods, and I know that that may be familiar to some of you guys, but if not, the big eight foods are the eight foods that account for about 90% of food allergy, and wheat is one of them. So I'm doing different podcast episodes on each one of them, giving you guys really quick easy tips, takeaway messages for how you can do these allergenic foods for your baby. Starting at the time they're six months of age or older, it's safe to start your baby on solid foods. And if you're just getting started with solid foods and you want to learn more about baby led weaning, I have a free online workshop called baby led weaning for beginners. It's all about how you can get your baby to eat 100 foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. And I give everyone on that workshop a copy of my 100 first foods list. It does include the big eight allergenic foods, plus a whole bunch of other starchy foods, many of which contain wheat that your baby can safely eat. Because the key here with the prevention of allergenic foods is that we want to introduce these foods early and often. So you don't just do pasta once and call it a day. Oh, my baby ate wheat. I'll show you in that workshop how you can actually get your baby to routinely be exposed to this potentially allergenic food. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, that's blwpodcast.com slash 29. I will link up the registration page if you want to take that free online workshop. I teach it a few times every week. I'm there to answer questions that you may have and everyone gets that 100 first foods list. Again, you can sign up for the workshop at blwpodcast.com slash 29. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. But back to wheat. Now, Wheat is one of the big eight allergenic foods, but it's not one of the most common pediatric food allergies. Your baby could get a wheat allergy, but if we compare children with wheat allergy versus adults, it is more common in children versus adults. And most children who have a wheat allergy will outgrow it before adulthood. Approximately two thirds of children with wheat allergy will be outgrowing that by the time they're 12. But it is 
Wheat is the most common grain product in the United States, and it's in obvious things, right, like pasta and bread, but it's also in less obvious places like soy sauce and surimi. So if you ever, for example, like hosting a family and the child or someone has a wheat allergy, a really great resource where you can go to get more information about wheat and all the different allergies is foodallergy.org. That's the food allergy research and education website. Again, it's foodallergy.org. And when you go there, you can click on the allergies and then you can click down to wheat and you can find all of the different ingredients that actually mean wheat because you have to be educated about reading your food labels. If you do have a child with food allergies or in many cases, you might not personally have the child with food allergies, but if someone in your community does and you're preparing meals, you want to stay educated about where it is. Because wheat, for example, is one like, you know, we think about it as being in, again, really common foods like bread or pasta, but it's in other things that you might not think of. Um, soy sauce, for example, surimi, which is the artificial fake crab meat, okay? So there is a difference too, it's important to point out, between wheat allergy and celiac disease. Wheat allergy is an immune response to the protein in a food, in this case, wheat. And celiac disease, which sometimes people get confused with wheat allergy, is an autoimmune disease whereby gluten, which is the protein that's found in things like wheat and barley and rye, it causes damage to the intestinal tract. So um, sometimes parents say, oh, my baby's allergic to wheat or my baby doesn't eat wheat. It's important to clarify and have diagnoses as to whether, well, is that a true wheat allergy or is it celiac disease? But regardless, the baby or person with that allergy or with celiac disease would at all times need to avoid wheat containing foods. But you don't know if your baby has a wheat allergy yet, right? Or your baby's confirmed not to have a wheat allergy. What are the different ways that we can feed our babies wheat? Well, my absolute favorite way to introduce wheat to babies for baby led weaning is with pasta, right? Pasta is something, I mean, I don't even care if you're a terrible cook, right? I was talking to a mom the other day who was like, the allergenic foods freak me out, except wheat. Like, I feel like I could boil pasta. And I was like, yes, you can boil pasta. If you can boil pasta, you can probably also fry eggs. That's another allergenic food. And if you can do that, you could probably open a tub of yogurt. That's how you can feed your baby milk. Like, I will give you easy ways that you could introduce your baby to each of these allergenic foods. And I generally recommend doing about one allergenic food a week. So I teach a five-step feeding framework as part of my 100 First Foods approach to starting solid foods with baby led weaning. And I say in a week, you want to introduce your baby who is six months of age, plus showing the other signs of readiness to feed, do five new foods a week, a new fruit, a new vegetable, a new starchy food, a new protein. And then on Friday, the fifth day, I always do a challenge category food. And the challenge category includes the eight allergenic foods, plus some trickier textures and more complex flavor profiles. But you can do one allergenic food per week, starting the first week that you feed your baby solid foods using baby led weaning. So I usually recommend starting with the three most common pediatric food allergens. That's egg, peanut, and milk. But after that, wheat on week four is a great food to do on Friday of the fourth week. And I say Friday because you do not need to wait three to five days between introducing low-risk foods like fruits and vegetables and other starchy foods. But wheat, for example, is an allergenic food. That's on a Friday, a challenge category. I feed it in the morning. I do wheat food again later in the afternoon on Friday. Once or twice on Saturday, once or twice on Sunday, boom, no other new foods over the weekend. You're trying wheat early and often. You're observing for any potential reactions. Your baby doesn't have a reaction. Monday, go right back to introducing another low-risk food like a fruit and keep that cycle going. Again, if you want to learn more about this five-step feeding framework, sign up for my free online workshop. If you go to the show notes for this episode, blwpodcast.com slash 29. 
the sign up link is there. So when it comes to pasta, okay, with baby led weaning, we want to offer the baby longer pieces of pasta. So I like the ones that they can scoop up themselves because let's say you're doing wheat on week four of baby led weaning. We'll assume your baby's at the tail end of the sixth month of life or going into the seventh month of life. They generally don't have their pincer grasp by then. So the pincer grasp is required to pick up smaller pieces of food, like let's say like orzo or a really small pasta. We don't want to offer that to babies who don't have their pincer grasp yet because they can't pick it up and feed it to themselves. So you can facilitate independent eating and self-feeding if you offer longer strips of pasta. I like rotini, rigatone, penne, cavatappi. You do not have to do whole wheat pasta. If you do eat whole wheat pasta in your family and you have it, that's fine. But even you know, good old-fashioned white pasta, I don't normally recommend a lot of white carbs, but it's enriched with iron. It's a food most people can get a hold of. It's something that even the least inclined or least able to cook people and parents out there can actually boil pasta. So go with white pasta if that's what works for you. Um, some places to get other wheat-containing products for baby-led weaning. I love the website Bob's Red Mill. I love the Whole Grain Council as a place to get good recipes containing wheat foods. Again, I'll link up all of these resources on the show notes page for this episode, which is blwpodcast.com slash 29. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So a few tips about choosing wheat foods for your baby is you do want to look for whole grain when possible. Of course, it's fine to feed some white pasta here and there. It's not the end of the world if your baby eats some white carbs. And for me, the first time I introduce pasta, I want to go, or wheat rather, I want to go with something really clean and easy. If you look at the ingredient list of pasta, it's flour and water, okay? Um, they Also, the, the, the pasta products are oftentimes enriched, so there'll be a little extra iron added in there, which is great. Um, they have a little bit of protein. Well, pasta actually has a significant amount of protein for a carbohydrate food, but there's some fiber in there. But as with all the foods that you're looking for with baby lead weaning, you want to avoid sodium and added sugar when you can. Try to choose wheat foods that the rest of your family eats or that your culture eats. Don't go buying wackadoodle foods that you're never going to eat again because the point of baby led weaning is to incorporate foods that the rest of the family eats with our goal being by the time your baby turns one he or she is eating modified versions of the same table foods that the rest of the family eats so again if you want to grab my list of 100 first foods that has 20 different starchy foods many of which contain wheat that your baby can safely eat with baby led weaning that's in the 100 first foods list which all people on the workshop that I teach each week get a copy of. Again, the sign up for that is at blwpodcast.com slash 29. So before we close it out, I want to just address real quickly a question I get increasingly from parents who read blogs or hear from other Facebook groups or sometimes not so reliable sources of information that babies can't eat wheat. I shouldn't feed my baby grain or I shouldn't feed my baby wheat. Is that true? That is bogus. Your baby can digest all starchy foods, including wheat. Now, there's some starchy foods and certain really big carbohydrates that are harder for babies to eat. That's a conversation for a different time. But as far as the proteins, the molecules, the compounds that we find in foods like pasta, your baby can totally do that at six months of age or later. And I like to remind parents and caregivers that the American Academy of Pediatrics reminds us that your infant's gastrointestinal tract is able to digest 
and efficiently absorb virtually all nutrients by two to three months of age. So therefore, it follows that by the time we start complementary feeding, there's no foods or food groups that we need to avoid on the basis of thinking that our baby's guts or their GI tracts are too immature. Now, of course, we don't feed babies at two to three months. And I talked about this in the previous podcast, episode number 28, which was all about constipation. Sometimes parents will like see corn or parts of other food in their baby's stool and be like, oh my gosh, they can't digest it. No, your baby's gut is learning how to work and process these different nutrients and foods. And you're going to see a little bit of food remnant in there. It doesn't mean there's, that's an indicator of any sorts that your baby can't absorb food. Same thing goes with starch. Your baby does have all of the appropriate enzymes and the digestive capacity and the muscular strength to handle carbohydrate containing foods like wheat and pasta. Now, there are two instances of babies who do need to avoid wheat, those who are diagnosed with a wheat allergy and those who have celiac disease. It's important not to diagnose things like a food allergy or celiac disease on your own. Self-diagnosis is dangerous in the sense that it can lead to unnecessary restriction of certain foods or which can in turn lead to inadequate nutrition, especially in children. So if you do suspect a food allergy, it is important that you consult with your pediatrician and then get tested in order to confirm whether or not that truly exists. So there you have it. Just a couple of quick tips about how to introduce wheat to your baby. It's a potentially allergenic food. I'll link up all of the resources from this episode on the show notes page, which is at blwpodcast.com slash 29. Thanks for being here. Bye guys. Bye.